Okay, my notes here. Yeah, man, because like I said, I just did a whole almost 30 minute video on on the whole situation. I, I don't have much to say. Um I, yeah. I, I like I said I had to get this I had to get that shit off my chest early. I, I couldn't hold it in until today. Yeah, when I when when I thought about it, it's probably not much I'm gonna say either because I sat and thought too much about this. And I had the the silence of not having the internet for that one that whole day it took place. Um, I just I I wasn't crowded with the noise of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for that day. I got it straight from cable news, which is rare these days. Right, and I mean that's understandable because I mean you were on the internet to react right away. So I mean it's, it's, I understand you know where you're coming from, but I I basically sat here all day. And just let it process, and you know I was doing things, you know, around the house still, but just it was just still on my mind, like mm-hmm. you know, you you know, we we take a lot of stuff for granted. We always sit here and look at things for what they are, and and not what they you know what they really mean. Like people mm-hmm. look at stuff on face value and just run with it. They got the jokes, they have their you know their memes, they have right. their, especially with the way things are going with uh with social media now. Everything is a damn joke. You know what I mean? Everything is a joke. And, you know, even with the passing of Kobe, people tried to make, you know, people tried to be serious. And you had some people who just went way left with it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just had to get off of social media because not only that, the fact that we have social media is the reason why a lot of people, they say some really over-the-top things, but we'll get into that. This is mm-hmm. episode 114 of the First and Frame Rates podcast. Myself, VF Baller, DJ's here. We talked to Bills earlier today. Bill said that he won't be able to make it. If he pops up, you know, he's, I mean, he's always invited to come in. He's hes a part of the podcast. But it looks like it's just going to be me and DJ. Uh, got a lot to talk about. Um, it is episode 114. You add, you put those together, you can put that as 24. Um, you can... um Nice. You can actually uh, put those together and make that as eight if you really do some weird multiplication. <laughs> multiplication? What? Yeah, the... I'm, I'm drinking at the same uh, time. I know you. You if you poo if you're listening, you said I was going to make the mistake. Get him. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's, I know. It's whatever. I mean, I'm drinking while I'm talking, so it's okay. What are you drinking? Um, just Dasani. Uh, Dasani with a little bit of honey. No, no, I, I I had some water in my mouth as I was talking. I was trying yeah. to finish up, but um, nevertheless, it's uh, it's been a somber Sunday for a lot of people. Going into Monday, now it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are still in disbelief of what happened. There are no NBA games playing as we speak. They were all canceled. That's a good thing. So that's a good thing. I mean, I think that was uh the proper thing to do. Uh, but uh, with that being said, it's, it's, it's a lot going on, not only just in the basketball world, not only just in the sports world, but when you look at, you know, just pop culture and, and, and across the world, I mean, Kobe Bryant was an icon to many and um, on and off, off the court. That's, I think this is one of the reasons why it's so shocking, let alone that he was only 41 years old. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it was just as heartbreaking that his daughter and his daughter friends, his daughter's teammates, and their teammates' parents was on the board on the um on the helicopter, right? And they was headed to a basketball game. So there was like several. It was like not just Kobe's family, but like their families were affected as well. And 
And what, and again, it was like other things that were going on surrounding it that actually made it even more complicated. And I'll, I'll get into that later. Right. I mean, it, it's just, it was just a lot to take in, even if it was just Kobe Bryant himself and nobody else was involved. It was a lot to take in for, for plenty of folks who were just, you know, just not even, um, a hardcore fan of the sport, just a, a casual fan of the sport. And um, it took me a while to really process what was going on. But at the end of the day, I end up, I didn't make a rant. I really just thought, I actually, you know, let the words come to my brain and I just spoke on them Sunday night. And it took me about 20, maybe 25 minutes to get it all out. And I felt better afterwards because for me, it was not just about Kobe Bryant. It it, it it was way more valuable than that. It was more to like how petty and how life can really be, can really seem when you're not, uh, when you're not really thinking about it. And it, it just took a toll on me when, when I realized what really mattered. Because sometimes we just forget. I mean, that's just, I mean, we're we're human. Things like that happen. We forget about the little things because we're all concerned about the big things. And for the past few days, I've been grounded with that. And I mean, I, I don't have to go much more into detail with that. Just whenever you guys get a chance, just check out my life is precious video. And um, I just streamed. I didn't care who came by to watch or whatever who was live at the time. I just had to say what I had to say, and I kept it moving. So, um, DJ, I know you had a lot to say. Um, you actually wanted to take to that today and this episode to say what you had to say about kobe so i'm gonna let you just have your time i'm going to just sit here and fall back and i'll have some closing remarks afterwards okay well just to get everybody uh some context i was let's see i know saturday i had just disabled my facebook account and i think sunday morning like early around like 4 30 my internet went out so I was without internet. All I had was the cable TV. My phone was off. And the first thing I heard, I was playing State of K2, which I normally am playing now. I was playing State of K2 when all of a sudden my sister, she yells out, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash. I'm like, what? He, that, that, that's... And, you know... I mean, when you, when you hear something like that, yeah. you automatically think tabloid. I that was that, that wasn't my automatic thought. I was obviously I was in disbelief, but then I asked, I was like, is that I was like, is that true? And the main thing what it main thing she was telling me, she was like, oh, it was just posted on Twitter. I was like, who on Twitter? Like I'm I'm the type of person that if I hear something I and there's a general response as far as the source, I want to know more. I want to know who's uh tweeting it, who's posted, whatever. And all she could say was on Twitter. And I can understand that she was in shock with what was going on. So I feel it was hard for her to really tell me who was, it didn't matter to her. All it matters was that Kobe died in a, in a helicopter crash and he was gone. So, and she, and she's not much, she wasn't much of a Kobe fan, but being a basketball player, it really shook her. Right. So I could understand her emotions as it was unfolding because this was I'm like all this was coming out like just as the crash the crash happened 
And then all of a sudden, TMZ, I think TMZ was like the first one to report on it. First and most accurate, to be honest. Most accurate, but my thing with that is that they reported it, but the whole world knew about it, apparently, before the family knew about it. But families knew about it. That's how it usually be, sadly. Yeah, which is, yeah, it was, which is, yeah, this is the consequence of having instant media, instant social media, instant news, 24 hour news cycle. So somebody's already, already looking for the scoop. So I'm basically reliving the 90s as far as where I'm getting my information. So I'm waiting until it appears on like Fox Sports, uh, ESPN, and then it starts to filter in. So it, 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 just to take a side note, it was refreshing to receive the information that way. Because I can tell you right now, if I was on Twitter on Sunday with the rest of you guys, I would have been overwhelmed. And I would have been one of those people possibly caught up in, okay, this was said. Oh, no, this is true. No, yeah, this I, is I, not I, true. I, I had to immediately put my phone down. I, I, yeah. I totally understand. Because there were names that were popping up. Uh, Rick Fox's name popped up. Right. How did that happen? And that's the thing, and you don't, and the fact that that was incorrect. His family was affected by it because they were they were it turned out to be untrue. He was alive and well, and then when it came to naming his daughter, we were trying to like we were trying to figure out. Okay, I didn't know he had an older daughter that was eighteen, but I knew he had he had four daughters. I didn't. And then all of a sudden, it was like it was the one in, seen in the meme. I was like, oh. so. And then it went from five victims to nine. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out, um, well, who else was there? And then all the names are out now, so everyone knows who who perished in the in the helicopter crash, uh, along with the pilot. Which I have many questions. Uh, unfortunately, he's not around to answer them, but. I have a lot of I have a lot of questions that probably will not be answered about why he chose to fly in the conditions that he was flying because I feel like that was preventable. He could have whatever, but they're all gone now, and all the families involved have to have to have their moment to grieve and bury their loved ones. A lot of them way early before their time, so. My condolences go out to all the families that were affected by this tragedy. Now, and, uh, one, one thing I will say about the pilot, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who've been flying with him all this time. Right. I think I think that he's been the private pilot or person, or even though, nevertheless, Kobe and and the people who are on the, on the helicopter, they have been flying helicopters for a while, and they're no experts. Oh yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure they would have known. If the weather wasn't right, they would have probably made him stop or got off the helicopter themselves. So I'm not saying that the weather conditions were ideal to fly, but I think they were ideal enough that they thought it was okay, and you know, just nature itself just turned on them. Well, I mean, that, I mean, that's just how you know that's how nature is in general. So right. I mean, I'm not saying that. I don't want to cast aspersions like you said to say who's at fault, but I'm pretty sure they felt confident enough that they thought they were going to be okay. Other no, other than that, nobody would have flew with them at that time. Yeah, I, I'm like with me, all all it can be is questions. And plus, at right. the same time, my job in the Air Force partly was air traffic control, so that, that's where those questions are coming from. My air traffic controller 
nature is coming in and asking right. those questions. Obviously, I'm not there. I wasn't there uh, to witness it on the ground. I wasn't in the tower because obviously, I guess they were talking to air traffic control to get types of clearances to be able to see whether they could see through what uh, normal visual flight rules versus special VFR uh, versus uh, IFR, which is instrumental flight rules. That was being talked about apparently, but that's neither here nor there. All we can do as people who witness, not witness, but that experience this whole thing happen is to think about the moments that, you know, whether we met Kobe, met his daughter, Gigi, and the moments they were able to share with the world. I'm like the last year you got to really see Gigi come out in her basketball um, videos with her father, uh, Kobe, and just, you know, sharing that moment where you could see a little Mamba growing with, with Kobe. Like she was right there. Just, you know, the mean that he's explaining stuff to her on a basketball court, you could see that she knew they were in tune. So it's very tragic that, she passed, he passed, seven others passed. I'm like, even though I have questions for the pilot, his life is lost, his family is affected. Right, you also got to understand, like, not only just Gigi was, you know, she was had aspirations to play for UConn, obviously she was going to probably mm -hmm. play for the WNBA. You had three other kids on there that was, right. had aspirations as well. So it's just heartbreaking that their, you know, their dreams and goals are just, just taken away from them just like that. It's, I mean, it, it's just a, it's just sad all the way around. I mean, I understand Gigi is the most prominent and more, you know, well-known person because of who her father was. Right. But you know, these kids as well. I mean, you know, they they had all of, as much aspirations as as the next child, and it and it's just way too young to lose your life like that. Not only that, just the way mm -hmm. they lost their life. It's just it's just heartbreaking all the way around. Now, after gaining access to my internet, which was later that night, um, and as the names were coming out and stuff like that, you know, everyone is going to, you you pretty much just hit it, the nail on the head. People are going to say, they're going to acknowledge or they're going to talk to who they are most exposed to, who's the most famous and whatnot. Yes, there were other people that passed away, but people are going to gravitate in their condolences towards the people that they were exposed to the most the, i'm sorry to say this but the other seven you really didn't know about i'm like you know them now and rest in peace to them as well but my problem comes when people counter rips just to you know out of spite when people are just offering their condolences in general and i was seeing that happen i was like i think that's that's not right in itself. I'm like, you RIP everybody, but you're going to, the, the person that affected you the most, you're going to gravitate your RIP to the most. That's just the way it is, especially in social media. But I, I would like to share, you know, a, a good moment, you know, dealing with, not literally dealing with Kobe, but, you know, dealing with the Kobe world or whatnot. Uh, this is a virtual Kobe world. Remember the game Inside Drive? Oh, yeah. I still have the game. Yeah. Well, I got to play against Kobe and Shaq in the championship. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, remember you said, I remember you said this on another, on another episode, right? Yeah. Right. I, took, I, took, I had taken the Wizards 
the 2003 Wizards with Jordan Stackhouse and all them, with Brendan Haywood as well. I know he sucked. I knew he was a human garbage can, but <laughs> I got him. I got them to the to the finals. I was up three one, and Jerry Stackhouse got hurt, and and Kobe just took over. And of course, we couldn't stop Shaq because I had the human garbage can, Brendan Haywood guarding Shaq, even with a double team. They came back, won the series in seven. Wow. So that's crazy. Now I'm gonna share a funny moment, and I know Kobe would appreciate it. I know some people they may be still sensitive, but I, it's a funny moment. So it's not you know it's not you know disrespecting him or anything. The funny moment is when he got two piece by uh, Chris oh, Charles. Oh man, Chris Charles, yeah. <laughs> but the thing yeah. was, but here's the thing: even though we we laugh at it, like, oh, Kobe got two piece. He didn't go anywhere. He ain't back down. No, he ain't back down. Nah, he ain't back down. He got. He almost took another one too. But <laughs> but still. But here's another funny moment, and this came after his playing career. That commercial with him and Jalen Rose. Yo, mm-hmm. yeah, that commercial where they're like they meet up, and, and Jalen's like, oh, oh God, he's here, and he calls him over, and then he was like, oh, what are you having? Uh, like the 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 waiter comes over, and is like, "Hey, what are you having? I'll have what whatever drink he ordered." And the waiter was like, "Well, how many of them?" And and no no, he was like, "Oh, and um, some from our friend here too." Oh, how many? Eighty one. And gave him the mm-hmm. death stare. And that's the other thing about Kobe that death stare. Mm. Right. I'm like oh, jo- oh, Jordan oh, has a death stare, but but Kobe had the death stare. I'm I'm looking on eBay right now because I, I have 2K17 on my PC, the Legendary Edition. Mm-hmm. I have that on my PC, right? And I'm just looking at physical copies. Cause remember a while back, I think we said this after the um, podcast was over one day. I told y'all that I was I wanted to get a Kobe Bryant co- uh, a hard copy. This was the right. same time when 2K20 came out with the with the um D Row I mean um D Wade one that looks mm-hmm. really cool. I said I'll think about collecting the other ones like. The Jordan one obviously got the 2K11 one. Um, I said I wanted to get the Kobe one. I never pursued it. Now I'm looking at it now. The game is going for over hundred dollars. Mm. The cover itself. Somebody's selling it for a thousand. I mean, you you're looking at, you know, scalpers, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I'm just looking at the time when I could have got this game for like three bucks, probably sealed and everything. Right. $51, 13 bids, $49, buy it now, 109 sealed. Um, somebody selling uh the legendary edition with the poster for $1,050. Mm-hmm. $34.99 for a sealed Xbox One copy. I, I should have jumped on this like when I first said that. Yeah, I mean, man. I I I mean I'll probably end up getting one. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I, I'm looking at it now. I see some that are actually pretty, you know, they're not bad. I mean, I, for for Kobe, uh, for something that I want, I always say $60 is my limit, no matter what the game is. Mm-hmm. And unless if it's like really, really rare. I, I, I'm willing to spend around about that much for just a full copy. It don't matter if it's Xbox One, PS4, and I'll just get it and I'll just, you know, just have it in the room. I'm not big on collecting those type of items. Most mm-hmm. of the stuff I collect for is stuff that I'm going to play. So, but something like this, I wouldn't mind getting. But it, it's just, 
it's just curious when I just looked on eBay and I just saw that. And now, and then you had the tributes that are happening, not just in the game. I'm like, that was a touching tribute when I logged into 2K, and all right. of a sudden it pops up. And I was glad. for that one moment, I was happy that that was up and not the typical, oh, get your my team, whatever. I, I, I hate that when that pops up in the game. So I, I was. I was just like I looked in. I had to I had to stop for a moment. I posted it on Twitter because it that's when it really hit me. Right, it, re- it really hit me that this man is gone. Yeah, I mean, when, well, for me, when it hit me, I'm like, the first thing I thought about is like how he died. It was more like not the fact that you know, first he obviously hit me like, oh man, he's not with us anymore at the mm-hmm. age of 41. But it's like how he died. And he died basically doing things as a father, doing things as you know, he's going to support his child and and watch his child outlive her dreams and or try to attain those dreams. And, and for me, it just it was just a lot of reflection, like what I need to do that's that's more significant than what I'm doing now. What what really matters? You know, I think Jay Williams on ESPN said it very well. If you go check out what he said, it's like because Jay Williams is like he's a living testimony to for for almost losing his life if if people don't know. He had a motorcycle accident that pretty much ended his career, but it also could have ended his life. Shoot. So for Me. him, it was like real significant for what he said. Well, shoot, Jay and William, Jay Williams, and myself had the, had that same thing. I'm like, I was in a, a auto accident back in 2009. It pretty much ended my um, semi-pro football career. Right. And you know, unfortunately, one person did pass away. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about that, it literally slowed me down. Like. From the moment it happened, from the and even afterwards, it slowed me down to a point where I had to take a second look at you know okay my morals. I had to had to look at my my character. I had to look at you know like how it affected how the accident affected other people. I, I'm like there was a time where I was obsessed in finding out how the other people's family was was doing because you know there were two other people involved like i said the one person she passed and you know i can imagine how it felt for her family so obviously with at the time legal ramifications i couldn't you know really i couldn't really say anything at that time and i couldn't really like reach out to the family because i wanted to because it's unfortunate i'm like the person was so young when it happened Right. So, but yeah, just getting that close and just getting out barely, you you start to rethink some things. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, it's a, it, to me, like I said, it's, it's just all about reflection. At the end of the day, is mm-hmm. what you're trying to accomplish, you know, in your life, and 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 actually putting it to the forefront of what you're trying to do, or or what's going on, because. You know, life is really too short, and, and at the end of the day, we really need to uh, pri- prioritize. Prioritize. <laughs> well, you, actually, you had it right the first time. You were good. Yeah, it's just you know, you just. It didn't sound it. right hearing yourself saying it. That's right. Probably. But I mean, you just need to. We all just need to really know what's important in front of us, and at the end of the day, it's just you know, like people talk about who's the goat, who's the greatest, and all this other stuff. I mean, I've been stopped thinking about that on that end, but it's like now I feel that it's just not worth debating 
to me, I don't feel like it is. And I just don't understand, you know, how uh, some people will continue, you know, because, you know, some people are, they'll continue to do it. Not just, I don't know. And maybe well, it's me. Well, at the end of the day, I'm like, same lessons as you, you have just mentioned. So I'm not going to regurgitate what you just said. But one other addition, and this is important for like how society takes in information these days. And it's something I put out on Twitter. Apparently, somebody didn't like how I said it, but or like the fact that I was referring to, you know, what happened with uh, Kobe Bryant's passing. The fact that, you know, the media had a huge responsibility in how information was put out there. Denzel Washington said it best. You know, we live in a day and age where we take in too much information and then the media has that responsibility to research it and make sure it's correct before they put it out. But we're in this uh, day and age where the media is quick. They want to be the first to get the scoop. TMZ was the first one to come up to report it. They would wind up being the most accurate. But there were other agencies that wanted to get the scoop on other names and stuff like that. And they were incorrect. And, Look, my, my, my problem and is, that hurt other right, it, people that it didn't have to hurt. Right. Now, my problem is I don't have a problem with being first. My thing is just be accurate. It, it, whatever you put out there first, just make sure it's correct. Well, yeah. Because, you, you I mean, we had people who were trying to be first and putting his all four daughters was on the on the, on the, uh, helicopter. Then you had Rick Fox was on the helicopter. Yeah. It was just, it was just too much. Now, like I said, if you do your due diligence and you get it right, I have no problem with you being first. But the main exactly. thing is getting it right. Yeah, and, and that and it was basically talking about the mentality. Not necessarily if you are first and we're correct. If that's the case, then good on you. But, but see, if I, you're I incorrect, it then it's just like if you rush through that process, then you're going to look like a fool. You see what's going on with mainstream media in general. Because most of the time when people are rushing, they do get a lot of things wrong anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. Right. You know, so it, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they just really need to make sure they get this stuff correct because it just makes no sense that we live in a day and age where we have to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm definitely, um, probably by the end, the end of the week, I'm probably going to, I may. I mean, I'm not gonna make it a big deal. I mm -hmm. may get a co a copy of this of this game just to have it. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't normally do stuff like that. Um, uh, we Nike, can look at the yeah. We can look at the chat to see because I know a couple. Of people oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Stuff. I was gonna get to that in a second. Oh okay. Um, yeah, I normally don't um do those type of things. Uh, if you want to get any of his stuff off Nike, it's sold out. Contrary to a lot of popular belief, a lot of people say Nike took the stuff down. No, Nike did not take the stuff down. They simply just sold out. All mm. of Kobe's stuff from Nike was sold out. Um, if you're lucky, you if you're real lucky, I'm pretty sure these will be valuable. If you can find any of Kobe Adidas endorsed shoes when he was with Adidas before the the it's the situation in Colorado. I'm pretty sure those are very valuable because a lot of people don't know that he was with Adidas before he signed a Nike. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk. Let's look at. Let's do look at the chat. Um, Young Noble puts out. It's sad. Kobe was his second favorite player behind Michael Jordan. Uh, I absolutely. Um, to me, Jordan is my favorite player, hands down. 
Kobe is it's hard to say Kobe is my second because they mimic each other so well. It's almost like saying if you're saying Kobe's your second, you might as well say he's also your first because they were basically the same person. But I get it when you look at the accolades and all the other stuff. Yeah, I would say I would say I I cater towards players that have the killer instinct. So yeah, Michael and and Kobe were my top two. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're, but, I mean, they're but like, when it comes to that goat list. They're not top. It's Michael Jordan and four other people before Kobe because I'll go by position before I go and Kobe be the sixth man. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but my top two killer instinct type players, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's look at the next um, one on the chat. Ravens Nation said it was so instant. At least if you pass from a health condition, you have time to get set things right with the family and friends. Forgive all people had grudges against. Prepare, and he had no time at all. No, absolutely. Well, man, I, wait, 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 wait. One second. I think not saying that he know he knew he was going to pass, but he he did he did a lot of that because the big one was Shaq. It seemed like he was doing a lot of that, and and even to show like public support for even LeBron, because remember they were trying to say that these two kind of like beefing for a little bit before you know, especially when uh, LeBron uh, signed with LA, it was kind of like you got Kobe's camp versus LeBron's camp, and that was that was put aside. I don't think I don't think that was not ever... every not every affair was put aside, and yes, it being so instant, yeah, it. it yeah, I don't. So I don't shocking. think it was necessarily a situation where Kobe had a grudge against LeBron. I think. I think that was more fabricated than anything. Uh, if I had to look at it on the outside looking in, maybe it was, but I don't. But I either don't, way, he was able to put it to rest. Yeah, I mean, he had to put it to rest for the public. I, I do mm-hmm. agree with that because a lot of people still like when the, what the night before when LeBron passed him on the all time um list. He kind of put it to rest with his last tweet saying that he, you know, what Kobe said in his last um, tweet. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of people just don't realize. That's another reason why I said earlier is like a lot of people use this, oh, this person's the greatest and that person's the greatest. And literally you can make an, you can make a, uh, uh, you can make an argument that all three of these guys played in different eras. Kobe mm-hmm. kind of overlapped in Jordan's and LeBron's era, but at the end of the day, you can make a case where all three of them played at different times where basketball was literally different. Right. Even so, even even MJ has has stated recently. He was like, "Look, I don't like comparing people, playing people. I mean, comparing people to different eras. I'm like, it was just great basketball. Yeah, being played. I mean, so and, and Ravens Nation also said TMZ received backlash for reporting it early without letting the family know it all. Yeah, and I mean, we t- I think before you got here, uh. Uh, Ravens that we talked about that I think that's one of the downfalls of not just you know the internet but social media mm-hmm. um, the internet is a part of it because even when the internet first started or like the the early stages of the internet you you still had that gap between the news was found out mm-hmm. and the public found out even with the internet right now with social media with Twitter and, and IG and, and TikTok and you know, all these other things, stuff can jump to your phone like this. Mm-hmm. And, and like, as soon as somebody press send, the world has it. And it is very hard. Um, is it very hard to control? Yeah. Cause and, even, even hours into it, the, the local officials was like, we're still trying to ID the bodies just to make sure. And I'm just right. like, damn, they haven't even ID them. I'm like, there's, 
possibly a chance that none of them were on board. Right, it was just uh, other people. You, gotta, you have to understand with a crash like that, there's fire, there's debris, there's mm-hmm. smoke. Nobody can uh, nobody can go over there to say like, oh, this person is this person. They right. have to like, even if they put the fire out, they still have to, you know, it has to take time for them to go over there. So, yeah, it wasn't going to be confirmed to probably, I think it was actually confirmed what the day later when they actually confirmed who was actually over there officially. Right. So it's it's it, but like I said, when I don't I don't knock, and some people can knock TMC for it, not, and you can knock all media for it. I get it, but I mean I think at the end of the day, with the way that the internet and social media are linked, it, it's going to be like this from now on. Like I said, the main thing mm-hmm. is, um, if these if these entities do do this, they need to notify their family immediately before doing it, but you're going to have that one other entity that just want to get a leg up and just press send before they press the button to call the family. So it, my, like I said, at the end of the day, my main thing is if you're going to do this, please get it right. Because if the family find out this way and it's wrong, that makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. And then you, you got know? lawsuits. Right. Exactly. You'll have lawsuits on the, on the back end. So um, anything you want to add before we um, jump to the next topic? No, that's it. I believe I believe I got everything I needed off my chest. It, like I said, this was thought upon for a lot of few days. I didn't really say much on social media because I wanted to just say it on here because I felt like it was going to be an avenue to be able to get it out all at once right. and then close that book. Yeah, I just, I just think at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's tragic all the way around. But I think this is something... I think there's something people in the sports world who a lot of fans like to bicker so much. Some some fans, they bicker more than actually enjoying the games that are being played. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a wake-up call to some people to actually be like, you know what? Let's enjoy who we have on the court. Let's enjoy who we have on the field. Let's let's enjoy who we have on the pitch, on the ice, or wherever you watch your sport. Because you never know, that person that you want to boo or the person that you want to cheer for may not be here the next day. You know, so you you just gotta you know take it for what it is and enjoy every second of it. And not only that, apply that to your life as well. Oh yeah, I was about to add that too. But I'm like, you can still cheer and boo these people. Just keep it on, keep it on the field of play. Right. I mean, you know, these people. You have people now. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. Sending death threats to people for missing the catch, (laughs) missing the shot, running out of bounds, calling a Mm -hmm. timeout. Following people, it's 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 not that. This serious. has been going on ever since Scott Norwood received those telephone threats. I know the uh, the Buckner error in the World Series. I know pe- people were probably sent, calling him, sending him death threats since then. I'm like their fans is just overreaching with their disappointments and 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 vitriol when it comes to like when players make mistakes. Right. So yeah. Um. XFL overtime rules. You want to touch on that, or you want to jump to the GameStop? Oh yeah, let's yeah let yeah let's go to overtime rules because I was looking it over a little bit before we started. Yeah, so. I remember I pulled it up. Oh, I I hit the X button on it. Way to go, way to go, Kenneth. Way to go. <laughs> I, I I I clicked out the um I hit the X button on the window, so I got to pull it back up again. Okay, I got it right here. Okay, good. Um, let me um pull this up so I can put it on the screen for everybody to see. <clears throat> 
Uh, let's see. All right. Now, um, once you pull see. it back up, I'll, I'll read what it says. Okay. Um, one more um, thing. Ravens Nation said, bickering is just another form factor being stuck in the matrix. Don't argue back with them. Hey, DJ, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just talked about that, didn't we? It's, it's yeah. But that goes beyond what we're talking about here. But Actually, no. If those people saw what I, I did, yeah. They, and it, and it, yeah, you, you guys saw it. Yeah, I know. I, I got it. All right. So this week we're going to talk about the XFL rules. Um, well, the two rules that we said that we're going to talk about. One was overtime, and the other one's going to be in replay. Today we're going to do the overtime ones. And um, let me uh, let me let me um, blow this up a little bit so you can see it better once I pull it up. Okay. All right. That's good. Right. Yeah. That's right there. And uh, I'm gonna share the screen, and I'm gonna let you let you go. I'm just waiting for the screen to pop up. There we go. Okay, there we go. All right, so XFL overtime rules. So overtime shall consist of five rounds, staged in alternating single-play possessions as is customary in NHL shootouts or MLS penalty kicks. A quote-unquote round will consist of one offensive play per team. Each possession starts at the opponent's five-yard line, and the offensive team has one play to score. So it's one shot, and that's it. I mean, per round. The team with more points after five rounds is the winner. So there will be a winner. That's what basically what they're saying. All right, so the next part says, if a team has been mathematically eliminated before all five rounds have been completed, the game ends immediately. So they give you, you, you guys can see the example. I don't have to read that part. Um, if teams are tied after five rounds, then rounds continue until one team is leading at the conclusion of a round, and that team will be the winner. So that it's the same with the NHL shootout that I'm most familiar with. They'll keep going until the end of that round that one team scored and the other team couldn't respond or whatever. Yeah, so basically they do five rounds. If it's still tied, they're doing one and ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. It truly, it truly, it becomes sudden death after the right, five right. rounds that they're tied. And right. it says for scoring purposes, each successful overtime score is worth two points. The, the defensive team cannot score. So if the, if the offensive team commits a turnover, the play is over. That's it. No, no points avoided to defense. Now, this is the interesting part because now you're coming into penalties on these attempts. So it's like if the defensive team commits a penalty, the offensive team will be allowed to reattempt from the one yard line, and it and any penalty committed after that awards the offensive team with those two points. Well, wait a minute. Say that again. I'll read it verbatim. Any subsequent penalty committed by the defensive team on any subsequent play, including in future rounds will result in a score awarded to the offensive team. Wow. So <laughs> so that first penalty will put them on the one-yard line. Anything after that? They automatically get the points. Right. <laughs> that, so that, I, I kind of like that, to be honest with you. Yeah, just don't commit a penalty. <laughs> yeah, play discipline ball, right. But here's the thing. It works on the offense, too. So if the offensive team commits a pre-snap penalty, the ball will be moved back from the original spot pursuant to regular rules and the play will be reattempted. If the offensive team is a kicker, 
If the offensive team commits a post-snap penalty, the play will end and no score will be awarded. So basically the play is over, then the other team gets the ball. Pretty much. And that okay. could be and that could be a, a game ender. Right. Possibly in the later round. So and then some logistical rules they're talking about. There will be a minimum of twenty seconds between plays with the ball spotting official working in conjunction with, with TV and official review to signal when the next play begins. Okay, so there's there's a twenty second time. This is not even a twenty second play clock. This is just a twenty second Yeah. Because they're they're doing this just for one play, so there's there's gonna be a lot of dead time that they're trying to take away. Right. So there'll be a twenty second time since it's one play, so everybody can get their they get their play together. You know, this is this actually could be really um a, like a chess match. I, honestly, you mm-hmm. can't commit penalties. If defense commit penalties, they'll get a point. Uh, the offense will get a point. If well, the defense has to commit two penalties. Yeah, in they order commit for... two penalties. It'd be a point. It'd be a point for the offense. If the offense commits a post snap penalty, the player in and the other team will get the ball. And in some cases, right. that could be. That could be a, a game ender if the other team is already up. I wonder if that could be a strategic thing if they like if a team wants more spacing, like let's say they want to call another like if they want to call a play that has an intricate route system, like or intertwining routes between receivers or whatever, they could be called for a false start, move back how many yards, and it'll give them more room to possibly pull off a play. I can see hmm. strategy being used in that manner. Yeah, I can see that. That's interesting. So, and, and we all know the current NFL rule. Yeah, ten minutes overtime period. Each team must possess. You know, first team gets the field goal, the other team gets the ball. If the game ends up with a touchdown, the game is over. We we kind of know that already. Mm-hmm. The rationale behind it. You can go ahead and read that, DJ. All right. So the NFL overtime can end in a tie, and the team's offense may never see the field. All right, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Overtime may also take up to 27 minutes to complete any line in the NFL. They Shoot, even when they cut off five minutes of the game time, they it's still, still take that. <laughs> right. So XFL overtime allows both teams to play offense in under 10 minutes and always has a winner. I felt a little poke at the end, a little stab at right, the NFL. Right. You, you know what, though? Honestly, like I said, most of these rules, I'm okay with them. Because it's the XFL. These don't seem like they're they're not like wacky over the top, you know, uh rules. They mm-hmm. they just they're just very different. It seemed like they're more common sense rules. Like they right. they like what they did was they did their scouting report on what NFL fans didn't like about the NFL and basically just like, well, it's, that's what they don't like, then we're not we're not gonna we're not do, gonna that. do it and some <laughs> things that and some things that are a little bit too much the some things that could be misconstrued are a little too complicated. We, we're just trying to simplify it for everybody in our own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like I said when we was on the podcast, uh, what was last week or on Tuesday? We mm-hmm. t- last Tuesday I talked about the line judge. That the, all he does is actually just he he's the guy that does the spot of the ball thing. Yeah, I, 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 I mean that's just so simple and easy. And it's something like we all as football heads looking like, really? Why didn't the NFL or even the AF? Didn't even try that. Why did why the arena yes. football league didn't even try? It? Shoot, right now there's a lot of things like the NFL trying to. They were experimenting with something, or I don't know if they did because I didn't really watch the Pro Bowl. I'm like, it's a yeah, over, I didn't watch it. It's either. a glorified especially, walkthrough, especially after what happened with 
Sunday. I didn't. I didn't watch it at all, really. I, I'm like, I, I I tuned in. They did. They did their moment of silence for Kobe, but 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 the play itself on the field, they were playing two hand touch. I'm like, right. so soon as somebody caught the ball, they just hit wrap the contact. They, what they call it uh, in practice? They call it thud. Right. Yeah, mm. that's basically what they were doing. It was wow. Doing thud. <laughs> and then and then Fletcher Cox gets the run back. Uh, uh, not an interception. He somebody pitched it to him. And because nobody wanted to grab him, <laughs> he runs back, back with a touchdown. The only like, cool the thing about the here. Pro Bowl, the only the cool thing about the Pro Bowl is the jerseys. I like the design of some of the jerseys that they have for the past few years. But you know what? I missed the skills competition. I I, I heard that. Did they have it. one this year? Yeah, they had one. This is like the first time they had it in a while. Because I think I'm trying to figure out because Daryl Green was kind of representing the the NFC. With his team, uh-huh. and Bruce Smith, I think, was representing the AFC. Okay, with his team, so and they had a dodgeball. You seen one video where one one of the linemen got hit in the head. He put out a tweet. It was like, "I'll give five thousand dollars anybody tell me who hit me." <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Pooh? Thanks for coming through, man. Um, Ravens Nation said that it works on offense as well. He's okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's a balance between the two. The only thing that's about it is the defense don't get points if the uh, offense commits a second penalty. But right. if they do commit a penalty, they don't get any points and they get the ball. So it's kind of somewhat see of a that's balance. funny that the offense if they I wonder I wonder if there's a thing about consecutive uh, pre-play uh, snap penalties like false start. It doesn't have like it in that. here. So I mean I think that's something that they, they could probably tweak. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they they only have like if it's a post if it's just a post snap penalty like say if it's a holding call and you know how much holding happens mm-hmm. the player end and no score be rewarded so if they get right. a holding call the defense just I mean the other team just gets the ball and and then they then they will get no point so um it, it's kind of a give and take because see the offense only has one time to make a penalty the defense has to do two penalties so it's kind of a wait I, a minute somewhat of a, flip, on, flip it flip it. Flip it. Hold on. The offense, the offense can commit multiple penalties just as long as one is in post snap. The defense can com- can't commit more than one. Yeah, that's saying they said the defense yeah. commits a penalty. The offense will move to the one yard line. If mm-hmm. the penalty uh, is done again by the defensive team in future rounds, it'll uh, result, result in points for the offense. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a balance. Like yeah. if you do two, if defense do two penalties, the offense gets to get the points. If the offense do one penalty, they lose the ball and the, and the defense get the ball. The so key thing being it has to be after the snap right? for them to end that play. If it's pre-snap, like a false start, then they get moved back and they get to try, technically try again. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's – it's somewhat of a balance, maybe slightly tilted towards the offense, but it's, it's somewhat of a. It's like 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 what Ravens they said, like they they're getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not like it's all one sided. Like some NFL rules are to the extent, you know, like targeting and you know mm. some forms of pass interference. You mm. know how that go. Um, yeah, it's just it's just it's just something that uh, I think once again. The XFL, if the talent on the field, which, you know, next week I need to find out what team I'm going to pick. Yeah, you have a choice to make. Yeah, I have a choice to make. And and uh, we're going to ride this thing throughout the whole season. I think, you know, I, I can't speak for all the other podcasts that are out there, but I think 
we're we're probably like the first is actually going to embrace the XFL as if it was like a, a legit sport. Shoot, we look. we embrace the AFL until it, you know they start robbing from each other. Right, right, exactly. We actually you know talked about their players and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock it because at the end of the day, man, all three of us, me, you, and Bills, we love football, and if football is being played, I really want to talk about it. So. Especially now there's a team in D.C. <laughs> like there, we didn't have one before, but the other one sucks right now. Right. So, um, yeah. Ravens Nation said the Pro Bowl used to be cool to watch because it was the best players in the league. Yeah, like in the 90s. And they were actually playing. Right, 90s, early 2000s. They actually would play. I think what this, when did this trend start? Maybe what, like 2010 or 2011? And, and, po- and, and the thing was, no one, I don't think it, there were no injuries. I'm like, what's the name? Brian Mormon got popped by Sean Taylor. Right. <laughs> it was, I think it may have been after that. Yeah, it probably was because I mean, shoot, player- uh, Earl Thomas uh, shoved uh, Kirk Cousins down to the ground after he had thrown the ball away. Kirk Cousins was laughing about it because, but everybody was like, "Somebody should tell Earl, Th- Earl Thomas to take some decaf." I was like, "What? This is a right, football like, game." Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, like I said, in the nineties, these guys played. It was like it was like it was like a glorified preseason game where it actually felt like it meant something to them. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know I kind of miss that, but and aren't they I, supposed to be? And they're supposed to be a, a winner's purse. That, yeah, it was that something they like win, that, right. and if they're playing it like this, nobody should be awarded anything. <laughs> Just go home, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's it's um. It's not like they're gonna be playing for the next several months. So just have at it. Get it all out. Leave right. it all on the field. Don't leave some for <laughs> for whatever you're trying to do after the game. Right, exactly. So, um, everybody, you know, that listens to us either on iTunes, SoundCloud, or and I forgot to put that up here. Um, and 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 also, go ahead, put that. Uh, oh, this one there. Go ahead. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And on Google Play. Yeah, join us on Google Play. Download us. Um, I had a few people subscribe to us on Google Play within the past couple of days, which is cool. Uh, we are growing, and uh, yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, I think it was was like what, like I know it was like probably about three or four people. So yeah, because I got I got that, and because I'm subscribed to our own podcast here and and Weapon Wheel. I don't think anybody else I would listen to. I didn't even listen to AGS this past, and they had Monopoly Night. Yeah, I I heard that was lit too. Yeah, I I listened to a little bit of it, and um, I watched it. It was pretty. It was a pretty good game that they had over there. Mm-hmm. Tadal also said this is another thing. It was after the Super Bowl, and you know yep. it, that's another thing because when it was after the Super Bowl, it, it kind of it didn't take the limelight from the Super. Bowl. Like, I'm not obviously it's not going to take the limelight from the Super Bowl, but the players who were in the Super Bowl and they were Pro Bowlers as well, they actually okay. played in the Pro Bowl as well after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, like, say for instance, this year Pat Mahomes was in the Pro Bowl. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not going to play in the Pro Bowl. So it, it kind of took away from actually watching it. So you had players, the best players actually playing because it was after the Super Bowl, and the players actually played football. So the Pro Bowl, when it was in Hawaii at the time, at that, it was actually a good product to watch. I mean, this had to be like a 10, maybe 10 or 12-year drop-off where like after, what, 20 12 or uh, 2009 or something like that where players mm-hmm. just started playing two-hand touch is it, it, it got really bad yeah i don't know it's just it's crazy but um anything else y'all got with the xfl i mean y'all guys gonna 
I'm pretty sure you guys in the chat going to follow the XFL as well, right? I mean, obviously, if you're going to listen to us, you're going to, you know, we're going to tell you about it either way. So, mm-hmm. Especially um, my team, the Defenders, red and white, <laughs> and we're ready to fight. <laughs> red and white, ready to fight? That's what the motto is. that is? actually their motto? That, that, that was actually the motto. And then it's also defend the DMV. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, I'm not mad at it. I think that's. I think that's pretty no, cool. I, right? I just like saying it in that little that that messed up country accent. I tried. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, GameStop is making changes, even though that they're um on the verge of going bankrupt and closing out all their stores. <laughs> they're pulling out all the stops. Yeah, they're pulling out no, all the stops. And, and I'm gonna be honest no with you. No pun intended. Yeah, I know, right? I'm going to be honest with you. This is a brilliant idea for GameStop, and they should have done this, like, years ago. But I think if this if this is done right, I think GameStop could revive themselves as a really good company. They get a lot of fanfare. People will actually get trust in them. People will go to their stores. People will actually like to go back to GameStop. So you're probably wondering, like, what the hell are y'all talking about? I'm going to show you a few pictures of what some GameStops have done to boost, you know, um, customer um, retention, people coming in and people actually looking at the stuff and um and actually buying some of the products. So I'm going to share the screen and, and I while, think. And okay. while he's sharing the screen, I'm going to tell you what this reminds me of. So I'm just going to wait until the screen pops up. All right, this is one of the this is one of the pictures of the one of the game stops that are out now. In now, um in the wild. Now just think about going to a library where all the computers are. It, mm-hmm. it has that feel. It does. It, it has that feel like oh I'm going to a library and except instead of going to look up the internet and, and other routine stuff that you do when you're on a computer, you're playing. It looks like you're playing games. And but the thing is. I, I, was there an article associated with the pictures? No, no, no. Somebody just took the pictures. Ah, I, 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 I have, wish I have there yet, was an article. Yeah, I have yet to find an article on this because I've been looking. Trust me, I've been looking. Because and it seems like it's it's geared towards the kids. So it's just right. like so like if if a parent or somebody who's an older gamer or somebody is looking or in the in the store with their kids, it's instead of the kids destroying the store, they <laughs> because there was some bad. Remember. The last time, I think the last few times I went to a GameStop, it'd be it'd be like a one kid roaming around, taking stuff off the shelf, almost destroying the place. Now they have a place where they can set their attention to, if that's where GameStop's gonna go. Right. Um. Why is Poo? I'm looking at I'm looking I'm looking at some uh, of this was um as far back as early September 2019. That they're gonna start re, um, redesigning this. From what I'm doing, what I'm showing, what I'm seeing, that um, the new layout was gonna be the first one that I know was in Oklahoma. They started doing it then. Um, not mu- not many more details outside of that. But this is what this is gonna look like. And um, here's another picture of it. Um, now you said the first location is Oklahoma. They said the first location was in Pryor, Oklahoma. Oh boy. I already know there's gonna be some false expectations. Do you but, know I mean, anything that, that's going in Oklahoma, going on in Oklahoma besides the snowstorms and stuff like that? 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, but this, this is what this is what I'm gonna say about this. With the rise of esports and people going on Twitch to be competitive gamers, this is why I say this would be a perfect time for GameStop to do things like this. GameStop can find competitive games that kids like to play. Not even kids, some grown-ups. Some, you know, games that are not really, not readily available anymore. Like Power Stone or Power Stone 2 or um, let's say the N64 version, not the N64, the GameCube version of Smash. Um, Games that people will always play competitively and they want to play it in a certain like say a tournament fashion like say people want to play like super street fighter 2 turbo but they don't want to play the playstation 4 version that's out right now um they don't want they want to play like i think the one they mostly mostly people play are kind of, i think it's either like the xbox 360 version or it's like uh the older version from the arcade or something like that um i think this like i said with the rise of esports and all this, if they can mix this and they get away from their business practices of actually um trying to nickel and dime and, and basically rob people out of their trade-ins, I think they can bounce back to people who actually have trust in them, buying their products, buying used games, and actually walking away thinking like, hey, I can go back to the store because not only I can buy stuff, me and my friends could come here and we can have tournaments on Saturday or whatever day they want to have them. Or like, um, like with that, like in this picture right here with the table, they can have board game night, like where they can bring their board games or they can actually start selling board games. Cause, um, there's a store here in Columbia, South Carolina called Firefly that does the same thing that this GameStop is doing. That company or that store is running circles around every store in the city. What they do? What else do they sell in Firefly? They, they, they sell video games. They okay. sell the the League of Legends stuff. You know, like the Dungeons and Dragons, like boards, the board games, and regular stuff like board that. games. They have an arcade um section where you can go and actually play arcades um games. They got a pinball area. They actually have real consoles where you can buy consoles, games, not the old ones. Not only just the old ones, but the newer stuff, the PlayStation Four. Uh, Xbox One all the way down to the regular Nintendo and Atari. They have a balance of everything. So not only that, the old people can come in, the newer kids can come in. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like like they even have fuck they even have the old X Men arcade cabinet with the six with the six players. They have the old NBA jam with the four players. Like that that particular area, that particular store is running circles around every GameStop here. They're running stores around the Best Buys, the the uh, Second and Charles, any other place where you can buy video games. Everybody's pretty much going to that place. The problem with the Firefly is that they, they don't get the new games right away. Like, like, the, like, they don't get the new games right. So that's kind of the downfall to them, even though that they're doing very well here. I think that place has been up for, like, since at least 2016. And they're doing very well. That's you know that's pretty good for a place like that. Now Man, imagine but... you have GameStop do the same model, but they mm -hmm. get the new games like what Firefly can't get. They, they, yeah. This is like a lot of people have their problems with GameStop, and I get it. But I feel that if they do this, we're on nationwide. They don't even have to have all these GameStops that they're out in every city. Like you have one damn near on every block now. 
you take out like half of those stores or maybe a you know a, a, a 75 percent of those stores condense them into stores like this like one on each side of town or something people will draw to stuff like this especially with the day and age how people are competitive with their games i mean um what what are you, what are your thoughts dj i i'm like to me it's a, it is a last ditch attempt to try to stay relevant um i don't see this i don't see this working because it, it's okay in Oklahoma and 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 in other places that there's not much going on. But when there's a lot going on, GameStop is the last thought on people's minds, even I, the kids. I, I, I wholeheartedly so disagree. Well, if you think okay, so if you go into like a big city like like Washington D.C., mm-hmm. are people like if they if people you have too much going on to the point where GameStop is not even a thought in people's minds. Like they'll walk past a GameStop, they'll look in it, they'll see something like this, and be like, eh, whatever. All right, think about it like this. Mm-hmm. When people think about Evo, or they have these other tournaments that are in, let's say Vegas, or in LA where they have like the Fortnite tournaments, or they have the, um, uh, what's the other game they play that's on Blizzard? Uh, is it Diablo? No, like BlizzCon, where they do have like these other esports. Mm-hmm. Kids can't go to that stuff, but they want to go so bad. They why can not have? They can why, stay home. Exactly. Why? Why? Why don't they just have one in their local area? And then not only they can watch it, they can be a part of it. Same they can actually thing. show off their own they skills can, and actually can, win prizes of doing that. I, I mean, but, nothing. But, I, I don't, but here's the thing: GameStop will have to fund all that. I don't Do see they, a problem. But, I, I, not, not only you don't understand, like GameStop don't necessarily have to fund this. I mean, you can have like tournaments to where it could be sponsored by, let's say, for instance, a Street Fighter tournament. Capcom could like pitch in to put this in, or you could have like SNK do a, a King of Fighters one. So basically, oh. basically, they would be relying on these other comp- other uh, these video game companies, right? To, yeah, I mean, what? That's, it's it's no different what these it's no different what these uh, conventions do now they do the same thing. My thing is it's just to be on a it'll be on a a, a a smaller level where more people can have access to do what these people are watching on Twitch. They could do the same thing. Well, the thing is knowing that that this is I feel like I said I felt like I feel like this is a last ditch thing. This is to me it's more an effort to produce more sales from their individual stores because that's what's failing with GameStops, their individual stores. And like you mentioned earlier, their practices precede their um, actual goodwill attempt with stuff like this because people look at GameStop like, oh, that place is a rip. I don't care. Right, that's what I'm I saying. see what they're doing. And, and, and I, I know and what they're exactly doing. It's like I'm trying to draw more traffic so I can increase the chances to increase and, my profit because my stores and my company is failing. No, see, that's the thing. They're going to have to change that business model. They, I mean, I mean, there's no doubt about that. They're going to have to. But if you can get just like um, Ravens Nation say right here, meet the right people. I can see some old games having tournaments and GameStop. Imagine kids and old heads playing Madden. No, wait, not only just Madden. Let's, hell, they might want to play the new Madden. Hell, they might want to play 2K. They might want to have a tournament in it. And, and to have that readily available, easily, easily available, Trust me, kids will flock to that because not only that they will be able to play with friends, 
they don't they they will be able to actually feel like they're actually being competitive and for some kids or even some grown-ups they won't be able to you know um find new people to play with in their own city and i and for me i just think that not just putting all the game stop and their you know their antics aside i'm just thinking like if any company wants to do something like this i don't see where this is the lose lose I, I I really think that this is something that will flourish if it's done right. Um, the I problem think, is, I mean, I, and the way I, I, I may be a little biased because I see it firsthand, like on mm-hmm. the other side of town, <laughs> right. where, 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 like I said, Firefly is doing it now. I mean, you can Google it now, like Firefly Columbia, South Carolina. You can see the, they have a website and everything where they have, I mean, their business is booming, doing this same thing that GameStop is doing. It, it's, it's not... It's 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 not a it, it uh it's not a, a negative thing to run a business this way. The only thing is GameStop has to get out of their way. Wait, what's the name of the store? Firefly. Oh, okay, Fire, I see it. Fire, Firefly Games. Yeah, I see they, it. They do the same thing what they're trying to do now, and it's like it, it's not. It, if any company could do it, GameStop could do. It. They have the resources. They have the games. All they need is the monitors, the the possibly they may need some computers. They have the consoles. Um, they can easily get the setup. It, it's not hard to do. I think if any company that could do it, they will be able to do it. And, they, and if they do it the right way, this could be very, very profitable for them. But the problem is, just like Daniel Daly said, GameStop is trash. You know why they're trash? It's because of the things they've done. They need to get out of their way. If they get out of their way, I think it'd be a perfect opportunity to, for them to, re, to uh, resurrect themselves. I, I mean, it, to me, I just, I, I just don't. I, I see that if they was to make a move, this is probably the best move that they they can make. Now, now, my here's my other question, and obviously with Madden being mentioned as like in in, in the chat and and being brought up as far as tournaments, who's going to provide security? Because I think a bunch of people suffered a lot of PTSD, whether they were there or not, from that right. incident that happened in Florida. Right. So it's just like now you're talking that about now you, now you need some security because now, now you're talking about younger folks possibly being in here. And if you have a tournament, you know, who's, who's, who's going to be at that door making sure nobody comes in strapped? So, now, I will, I will say this now. When we did have back in the day – when Madden Midnight releases, they did have security for that. Now, this setup will also be a perfect time for that. Mm-hmm. Madden Midnight releases will be a thing of the future again compared to what it was now. Like, even if you're buying the game digital, mm-hmm. you can get a digital code. See, oh. now, the, the Midnight releases, this is where I could see it because, like I said, this, not like I said, but it's what I remember midnight releases used to be they used to be like food stuff like that it was a big event so okay i could i could see that aspect and now right. that i think about midnight release oh i wish he had said midnight release before i was thinking about it but it was but just you like you know with gamestop i kind of kind of out of practice it. but also you gotta think about it like this. not only just with midnight releases look at a, a saturday when parents want to take their kids out and let's say that you know you had a place like a Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz or a place like this. This is literally somewhat of that nature where kids that are older 
especially with the way um technology is now, they can just go to a place like this, hang out for half the day, play games with their kid with their friends, have, you know, GameStop can set up a tournament. They can set up a couple of tournaments, not only just with a, a whatever game that is hot. They can do co-ops with Destiny. I mean, it's just, it's just so many different things you can do with this aspect. It's not, it doesn't have to be just a midnight release thing because there are a lot of games that are hot and kids want to play with each other online. And, and just think about it like this. This GameStop is at this location. These group of guys at this GameStop are going against another GameStop that's a, another in another city and they're having a tournament or they're having a well, you know, they're having a esports e type event between those two game stops or something like that. I I think when when you think of the word GameStop, I think people are looking at, oh shit, I'm getting three dollars for these twenty games that I'm turning in. <laughs> That's you what know, they're mostly gonna be thinking. You know, about. yeah, people are thinking about that, but when you really get out of that mindset and just thinking about playing games and actually fellowshipping with people and actually you know buying stuff, buying products from them because you had a good experience at the store via playing games online or playing with other friends or like where's that picture at let's see if i can pull it up yeah oh, i'm sitting I'm there looking at on. your firefly toys and games like, yeah it's, it seems like a good spot let's yeah like like see. look at this picture right here like if you have this picture right here where kids are playing with each other like this one has a nintendo switch hooked up or whatever the case may be and well well one of the monitors have it like kids could go here and just have fun and they can sit back and relax, or or they can chill and play games with other people. I, I think when you get out of that mindset of what GameStop is now, and they change their business model to have something more oriented towards this, and not only this, like, you know what? Mm -hmm. We're going to change our business model. We're not going to try to swindle you out of your money. We're going to fix that, and, you know, we're going to give, you know, like, whoever wins this tournament a discount for a week to buy games out of here or or this person player of the month who came in here and wiped everybody off the map with their skills they're going to get this this and this it's going to be more of an incentive for people to keep coming into the stores and and actually they could probably and actually feel like they're a brick and mortar store could mean something again i mean i'm not i'm not you know it, it may seem like a white knighting for them but I like I said, I honestly yeah. know what this does. This type of model does. Like I like I said, I have one in my city mm -hmm. and I know what it does. People love going to these these type of stores. And, I mean, I I'm probably gonna go to Firefly tomorrow just to see, you know, what new stuff they have. Yeah, and I'm every time I go at, there, it's yeah. it, it oh, what you about to say? Yeah, because uh, yeah, because I'm looking at the pictures right now and yeah i'm like i when you mention it and you mentioned what was along with it i i automatically had a picture in my head that was a lot of board games a lot of accessories uh merchandise a uh, space where people can play and stuff like that yeah this, this... i mean ner nerds would eat this up oh ner yeah nerds love shit like this they will go there and, and put up their their world of warcraft set up on the tables oh, and not only that um, i just came across the pin pinball machines right you know, they have all that uh, stuff there. It's like GameStop could flourish if they go with this model and mm -hmm. not doing what they're doing now. Like um, King David says, that's the big aspect. They said they need to change their image, and this is a good way to do that. I totally agree. What you say, DJ? No, I'm seeing Nintendo games, Tetris, Super Mario 3, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, they Pac have all this stuff.
I mean, they have they stuff. Max Payne on Xbox. Do they have the consoles there too? Yeah, they have consoles there too. Oh, they, they have all that stuff there. The only thing is they just don't get the new. Is that they don't 1943? get 1943. The... <laughs> I can see from way over here. I know they cover anywhere. Batman. Oh, yeah, the, like okay. I said, the only thing is they don't have the new games when they first come out. Like mm-hmm. GameStop obviously will get the new games when they first come out. So it's like a it's like they 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 can get the edge on what stores like GameFly are doing. I mean, yeah, GameFly, what Firefly is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, um. Put that link in the chat so people can see kind of what that um what that store is doing. Like I said, it's like it's gonna, more- just the one everybody is gonna take you to Google Maps right. because that's where I'm getting these pictures from. So let me see. Yeah, I, I think with the business model that they're doing, it, it just it's not gonna work. I agree. But if they decide to do this, I think it I think I don't think it was necessarily quote unquote oh, save GameStop. Well, I'll just tell everybody. Just Google Firefly Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, and you'll see the pictures right you'll now. See, oh, yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see everything. Up. You know, it's, it's just that because this right here is basically saying like we're kind of stepping back from what we what we used to do, and we're just going to take a different approach to where, like we said, now we look at games. Now a lot of games are transitioning. There you go. Found a better link. Okay. A lot of a lot of a lot of ga- the gaming industry is transitioning to stuff what we see on the TV. You go to Twitch right now, you you will see like either one or two or maybe five different esports type of things. If you have a, a local esports type of deal, kids will eat that up. Nerds will eat that up. Grown ass men. Now now one thing I will say that 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 I have a problem with, like you said about security, DJ. And these mm-hmm. grown ass men better not be going there touching these kids because I was going there with some ass my damn self. That that shit ain't happening. But mm-hmm. um it, it this this would be perfect for not only just GameStop, but anybody who would do it. But GameStop is the first one that I noticed that are doing it. I think it's pretty cool. Um King David said, not just the video games, you can have Magic the Gathering tournaments, yep, yep, Pokemon trading card nights, mm-hmm. turn, shits nerd could get together for D D nights. They they will pause. Yeah, D and D night. Dungeons and Dragons, man. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think this is this will be perfect. And I mean, I I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, I I don't have much on it. I, when I saw this earlier today, this the first thing I thought was the the store near my house is like they're running circles around every game and store. I mean, there's other, re- I think here's, is Firefly second in Charles software seconds. And it's two on in West Columbia. And it's one in something South Carolina. It is like seven different retro stores here in, in, in the me in but 30 mile radius of where I live. That is one of the reasons why I get a lot of retro games already, mm-hmm. but Firefly is the store that everybody look at. That's the store that people go to because it's so much on top of what, you know, just gaming. People go there and congregate. People go in and talk games. People go there to play games. They have, like you said, they have tournaments like King David said. They, they, it's, And I think that's one thing a lot of gamers, they don't want to admit. But a lot of gamers are missing that connection with other gamers. It's like you got the headset on and the microphone and you're just online in front of a of a um screen of a screen and you're talking to people online i think truly true hardcore gamers they kind of miss you know having that you know that brotherhood to go in and meet out other gamers and actually 
talking and meeting them, seeing Man, them trading. Some of these gamers today, if they had to face their competition and try to talk that same shit that they oh, no, that, 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 that would cease real quick. That would cease. I agree. That would cease. But I think there's some that those are the ones who didn't grow up like we did, DJ, when we actually mm. went to school and talked talked about video games on that level and we had to go to a friend's house to play certain games because we, we had have... to deal we had to deal with embarrassments when our teams would do bad. Like if our NFL teams did bad, we had to go to school the next day. Right. Right. We had to face that. Right. You know, it was like I think those are the things that a lot of gamers are missing nowadays and and if they, if if not only GameStop, but if like other mom and pop stores have the money to do stuff like this, mm-hmm. I think it will be really. Um, I think it. I think it will save. Uh, I think it will. Um, I ain't gonna say save. I think it will make the gaming community more healthy, because it's really toxic online sometimes. And oh yeah, because when you people can, can get can get away with a lot. Right when people can get out and they can you know see people like this, you know I think it will really help with that. So. Um, I just think at the end of the day, uh, I really think that they just need to change their business practices. If they do that, I think they'll be fine. Mm. You know, I think that's the only, that's literally the only thing that's holding them back because if they had a business practice like um, Best Buy or any other places that sell games, they, I think they're too far gone. But if they did that initially, they wouldn't be in a red like they are now. Man, if Best, if Best Buy picked up this, it picked this part, part of the business practice up. Right. That would be it for games. Got, it, 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 I agree. You also got to understand, like, look, Best Buy literally sell PC parts. So they can literally get into building PCs and having an area for something like this. They got Geek Squad, so. Exactly. So it's, like I said, it's not just a GameStop thing. It's just that if any company will actually do this and perfect this on a local level where kids don't have to worry about watching Twitch and wanting to be like somebody that they see in their favorite esports or whatever the case may be. And then they got to go find two or three friends to try to attempt this where they have a place where they can just go and do it. I think it, man, it will, it will really help the gaming community. I really would. And I think it'll, it'll be lucrative and profitable for a company and maybe not GameStop, but somebody, you know, I mean, I, I, I just think, I think it's a good idea. Oh, uh, let's see. Anybody else in the chat? No, everybody else is just laughing in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anything else you got, DJ? Nah, nothing else. I know I've I finally I think found the right amount of settings for my NBA 2K uh franchise. So I got that going. My NHL franchise is flourishing right now. It's just you know just trying to play these games and view these sports and enjoy this life. Right, right. I'm gonna share this, share this again. Yeah, I've been um, I've been playing a lot of 2K17 because remember mm-hmm. I told you I couldn't play any sports games. Right. But I've been playing 2K17, you know, literally just because I changed my screen as well. So that's yeah, what my screen looks like now. I changed my screen, so I th- I thought that was pretty dope to put my screen like. You know, that. there's a there's a petition going around trying to change the NBA logo to one you of Kobe's signature. Yeah, and- and you- I, I, I'm be honest. I thought about that for a while because I thought they were taking it too far. Mm-hmm. But you know what? To be honest, I really would not have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with it either. My only, my, the only issue I have is that why nobody think about this before he passed? And we always but do. Gotta, this. We, 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 we always know the answer do this, to that. Though. We always we, do this. We don't. Really you're right. Think and that's, about and stuff that's, until it's gone. 
And you know, and that's one of the reasons why I I had I reserved my judgment to say people think that I thought they were taking it too far because I felt like it was an emotional, mm-hmm. it was an emotional thing. But my my problem is not say my problem, but because but before Kobe passed, it was they wanted Jordan on the cover. They wanted him to be the logo, and then um, mm-hmm. I think it was another person that they said, but um, they wanted somebody else to be on the cover too. But I can't remember who it was. But the more I thought about it, and the in in the more I really pondered on it, I really wouldn't have a problem with Kobe being the logo of the NBA. Just, Just thinking sure they and, get and, the image right. I mean, as far as the outline, as far as what move you want to have him doing, because you definitely want to have him doing something different than Jerry West. Right. Because Jerry West looked like he was breaking his own ankles. <laughs> <laughs> he does, don't he? <laughs> He like he's breaking his own was, ankles. I was like, man, maybe just do this crossover without tripping over myself. Yeah, and he's like he's about to fall over. So um, I think the one that they did for Kobe, I thought was um, There's the one they, that I saw on Twitter yeah. for Kobe, I thought that one was actually pretty good. I like that one. But some people was trying to put it in Laker colors. I no, I think no. it should still be a red, white, and blue. Yeah, I think I think it's still being red, white, and blue. But I like the one they did with the the, the one because the one they did kind of like what you see over here. What mm-hmm. you see over here with how Kobe shooting the ball on the left on the right hand side, right? I think it was something like that with you know, but I don't think he was falling away too far back. But well, I think they got another like, one. They got another one that I'm seeing here. It looks like uh, Kobe. Send, uh, hold up, send, let me send in a DM so I can put it up. Hold on, let me put this up. Share, copy link. Let me see. Let me see if I can find the one that I was talking about. Actually, uh, let's see if I do it this way. This is the one right here. I think this one. I think this one is really good. I don't have a problem with that one. Yeah, that's good. that's a good one. That's a good one. Cause see what I was saying is, see, I said it was similar to that shot right here. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it looks like it, it looked like it's exactly that shot. I have no problem with that logo. Mm-hmm. What was the other one that you had? I think I sent, I sent it to the DMs already. Oh, you sent it to the private. There's channel, a bro. bunch of them that they have. There's like six. Okay, let me copy this so I can pull it up. Let's see if that pulls up. Okay, these are some other ones. I like the the first one. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Matter but, of fact, I only. But like it kind of gives one. you that Jerry West. I'm about it gives to you the Jerry <laughs> West look, yeah. But I, I kind of like the first one. If mm-hmm. if I was to pick out all of them, I like the first one. But I do. If it was up to me, it would be this one. Yeah, that one has to be it. If, yeah. if they're going to change the logo, that has to be it right there. Yeah, that I, I like that one. So, but um, yeah, um, I didn't put that in the title, but I, I wish I would have put that in there because that's something that we could have talked about. But um yeah, I changed. I, t- I moved the F and F um helmet, the first and favorite helmet, and I put this up. I think I'm gonna have this up for you for a while, cause um I've been playing a lot of 2K17, and mm-hmm. I just decided to put that up. There. I thought you know that's pretty dope. I got it on both monitors, and uh, I wonder that was if cool. I wonder. Uh, here's a, here's a good tribute that 2K can also do, and this is for uh, Gigi, if they could create her character. Well, I know people will probably do it on their own, but if 2K could make, uh, have that, they, they would have to do it some way, 
have uh, Gigi's uh, avatar in the game playing in the WNBA. I wouldn't be surprised that being 2021. Yeah, but the thing about that is, Mm -hmm. I think 2K still has the rights to Kobe Bryant. So Kobe and 2K21 would not be a problem. The problem right. is to get her logo, I mean, get her likeness in it. I, I, that and that would be, be, yeah, that's that may be, be an issue. But I know they still have Kobe's. I mean, they can get Kobe's. I think, I think Kobe, they wouldn't have a problem keeping him in the game. I'm pretty sure it's the state wouldn't have a problem with that. But the daughter, that probably would be a different, be a different story. Pooh, what are you talking about? Look, DJ, you see this? Yeah, I'm looking at it. You say you love the uh, bottom right logo. Like you see this bottom right logo? Right. I don't. I don't like it. That looks like some NBA yeah, that's, street stuff. Yeah, that's that's an ugly. That's a nah. That's you gotta understand that when with a, with a logo. You gotta understand. It, Pooh's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so oh, you don't like ugly shit. Like got that. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, you, you got it. I I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I love that bottom right logo. Oh, <sighs> uh, anything else you got before we go? Because um. Thursday we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. We're gonna talk about um pretty much the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a, you know, it's it's about to be a wrap on the NFL season. Um so oh, we do have a question. We do have a question and uh, we're gonna Oh, did he that. retract this state talking about too late? Oh no. We do have a question real quick before we, t- we close it off. Oh up. now he's talking about shut the what up? What what do y'all think the best 2K in the past 10 years? Mine is 2K13. Past 10 years? Damn, 2K15. I was about to say 2K11 came out in 2010, so I can't use Oh, I can still use it. 2K11. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, it's either 2K11 or 2K19. Yeah, for me, it's 2K15. 2K15 like, was good. Because it, I'm like, gameplay-wise, like I go back and watch the old footage that I had when I did my series. Uh-huh. You can't. To me, it's like you can't beat that get the the interaction. That it's like you the know players what? didn't have all the extra. I know they were trying to for for the current two Ks nineteen and twenty. They're trying to get signature like individual movements and you know the stop and go and stuff like that. But there was not a lot of extra shit that put players out of position. That you know, if you did a move, you did that move. That was it. You didn't do any other move. Like the right. control scheme, I think, was also a little bit different too. 2K13 was fine. The problem with 2K13, you couldn't block dunks. That the, the the ball tangibility was terrible in 2K13. That's the only thing I didn't like about 2K13. 2K14 is the best looking game this generation, basketball game this generation still. 2K14 that and and that wasn't bad, but I don't think the hit the collision detection wasn't that the good in 2K14, but the visuals the way the way those oh, players yeah. look at 2K14 was just they were beautiful in that now, year. and that's funny because you also had that transition year because I know a lot of folks are complaining about like the feature sets. 2K14 was, in the last gen was had a full feature set, but 14 one, is kind of bare bones. Yeah, yeah, but 14 for like the PS4 that that banged. That, yeah. that that definitely hit, and people were just thro- was like, man, when Damn. they when you saw when Game you saw LeBron like James. When you saw LeBron James and those facial expressions with him talking, and you saw how they did the interviews with him talking like mid and post game. When they did that, and it was just like, oh, here we go to ESPN 2K5. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and visually, the game still looks good. It looks better mm-hmm. than any other 2K I've seen since. Right. 2K14 looks amazing. And I'm, I'm surprised he got away from that. 
Now, oh. now, I'm, this is something totally random. Pooh just started up his Discord, and let me look because he has this god awful name for his Discord called the Gremlin Clan. Serves right for the head gremlin to call the rest of us gremlins because he's the biggest, ugliest gremlin of them all. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm reserve my thoughts if I'm gonna join that Discord. I, I don't want to be a gremlin. Well, that, you had no choice. If you join, you will become a gremlin. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. He will be, a be the leader. I forgot the name of that head gremlin that was the one with the white hair that wound up getting got getting tossed in the water at the end <laughs> and melted to death. Right. <laughs> so hey, take that's that. funny though. You know what though? That's I, I, that's before Pooh's time. Pooh probably don't know nothing about that movie. Yeah, he gonna call it something that he wasn't even alive to even watch. Yeah, he probably he probably don't know nothing about that. The gremlins. It's like, do you know how them gremlins formed? Uh, you you don't have to. You better do your research. Right. Do your due but, diligence. Um, I just taught a class on that just early in this podcast. You need to learn. But honestly, if I really had to pick, if I honestly had to pick, the most full full fledged two K was two K eleven. The Jordan representation, everything about that was great. Now on mm-hmm. the court and in in everything is as far as modes. Hmm. Anything after 2K17, really, you can because 2K17 was that one. Remember, they did the 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 my league and the, the the injuries meant something, and it was just it was really it was that deep where um, players had to um, wait a while and they had lingering injuries that would last. And I think, but if I really had to pick, it it'll probably be 2K19 was my favorite. Well, yeah, I'm gonna just respond to Pooh real quick. You can call it Pooh's Corner. You know, after uh, Winnie the Pooh, I'm not going to comment on that. We'll, no. we'll help you out. We'll help you out. Um, last thoughts, DJ. What you got before we come back here on two, on Thursday? Well, thank everybody for stopping by and listening to the two of us go back and forth. Not really go back and forth, but really just because I know we're missing, you know, Bills, and he it kind of evens us a bit. So we had to pick up the slack while he he was out. So do appreciate the interaction in the chat. Pooh, you can kick rocks. And um oh, I shit. hope what what happened? No, nah, I opened up Sony Vegas on accident. Oh <laughs> about to say. No, nah, so, I, I, I clicked the wrong thing. I opened up Sony Vegas. It's all good. I'm gonna close it out. How you want something based off your name? You need to know who you you need to know let people know who you are and what they're joining. You're just gonna send them an invite and be like all of a sudden, they come in. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" It's okay. Just, just my thing is, Pooh. Just keep brainstorming. I, I'm not saying it's a bad name, but um, based on your content and what you do on your streams, it, no, you it, know it, what? It fits. He is a gremlin. Go ahead, keep the don't name. Don't do that to that man. No, <laughs> keep, no, you, no. If you like green, like your ugly ass eagles, yeah, go ahead, gremlin. No, I, I, my main, my main thing is like based on your content and what you do on your Twitch channel. It, it, it to me personally, it doesn't it doesn't Sonic's, add up to what Sonic's you Land, Sonic Adventure, something like that. I mean, you got a bunch of Sonic characters that you, that you post up as. So, do something related. I would say do something related to Sonic, yeah, or you something know. or something like that. Or something the Great like Adventures that. of Sonic the Hedgehog, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know what the world they they lived in. So, what, yeah, what but, the hell is he saying? But uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get up out of here. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, 
Discord, please, if you haven't already joined the Discord, if you um listening to us, yeah, we on... ain't gremlins over there, <laughs> right? If you're not um, if you're we listening accept, to we us, we accept I, it... you as you are. <laughs> Sorry, I don't about know. That. I don't know. I don't know about that because some people aren't coming in our Discord. So no, I no, I said I accept it. I accept people as they are. I don't call them any other but they're what they want to be called. Yeah, I'm inclusive true. that way. I don't rename people and call them gremlins and stuff like that when they come into the <laughs> Discord. Uh, yeah, um, join the Discord if you're listening to us here. Oh, yeah, join the Discord. But if you're listening to us on YouTube or Twitch and you don't want to keep your app running, download us on Google Play or iTunes. You can listen to us on the go throughout the weekend or between now and the next episode where you can uh, find us there as well. Listen to your leisure when you're on the go. Mm -hmm. Um, Check out my streams. I I stream Borderlands. Borderlands. I stream Borderlands 3, and that game is actually pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to watch a little bit. I got a chance to watch. Yeah, I mean, the game looks fantastic, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I had it running at 4K60, and it looks really good. I didn't didn't know I could be able to run it, but I did. It it did did pretty well. You were having Uh, some troubles in the beginning, but you you worked it out. That's how Borderlands 3 is, man. They give you a bullshit gun, and you got to go after all the... You have to level up, so you're going to start off... Trust me. I saw that part. That was hilarious. They gave you this, like, the little pistol. Now fight all these people with this little-ass pistol. (laughs) Right. They start you off with some bullshit, you know, but, you know, I I moved up to level 5. I'm good. And they gave you... What's the character's name? Claptrap? Right. Yeah, yeah I, I remember Borderlands 2. I played Borderlands 2 back in the day, so mm-hmm. I remember that character's name. Clap. Right, and he's back He's back again oh, being God. annoying. Annoying, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I did that. Um, I, I'm thinking about um, streaming some Insurgency today or tomorrow. Probably if I'm bored, I'll just put the stream on. Whoever comes through, that's fine. Uh, but I appreciate everybody coming through the chat um, to the stream. My Raiders... That Raiders game against the Chargers, the ending of that game, my God. I am mad at the ending of that game. Oh, you were banging because you're expressing. Yes, I'm mad at Quayface. If you're still here, he knows what I'm talking about. Daniel Daly, if you uh, if you uh, you watch the YouTube video, if you look at the last bit with the last play of that game, you know what I'm talking about. Man, I, I love the 08 series of football games. That's all I'll say. Um, tomorrow, definitely, I will be doing an NC State one. I think we play uh, Maryland or Boston College or whatever the case may be. Uh, don't don't rash me about Maryland because I really didn't care much about the college football. So I'm not going to do you like that. So, <laughs> but you wouldn't that. because even if you rash Maryland, I'm like, I had nothing to do with Maryland. They didn't scout. They didn't recruit me when I came out of high school. Fuck <laughs> right. So um um so we out. I'll probably I'll stream something. I mean, I had fun playing Insurgency today. They got a new mode. I loved it so. Yeah, and I'm and I don't have anything coming out this week. Um, I'm waiting until everything passes with Kobe. Give everybody their time. Uh, the next thing you'll probably hear from me, uh, see from me, will be State of K Nightmare Legacy Episode Three. I have that waiting in the works as we speak. So, right, you know, and also, you know, definitely catch us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handles mm-hmm. down at the bottom. They're also in the description. So, uh, we'll see and- you guys on Thursday. We'll talk Super Bowl. Mostly just Super Bowl and and more Super Bowl. <laughs> so so we'll see y'all guys later. Catch me on Twitch if I put it up there. You know where to find me. You guys take it easy. Peace. Peace out.